22. Along with the producer, John Grant. Oh, wait, whoa. I was going to say John Graham filling in for Justin <laughs> Kenny, but wait. Yeah. There's a Justin Kenny sighting. Justin Kenny filling in for John Graham this morning. How about that? Hey. Well, welcome back, my friend. Thank you for having me. Yes. Did you back in the seat? Did you have to use Google Maps or anything <laughs> like that to get here? I didn't here? know if my fob would work to unlock the door when I came up here. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, well, we're good. Well, welcome back. We've we've missed you. Thank you. And, good um, to be back. Yeah. And and I guess let's just right off the top. Where in the world have you been? Uh, well, OPS 7 on 7 has consumed my life for the better part of uh, the last three or four weekends. So um, we went to uh, St. Louis, and then we went up to Michigan, and then we went in down to Cincinnati last weekend. So consecutive weekends uh, on the road and uh, competing with our teams has been a lot of fun. Got a couple teams that uh, have qualified for nationals events, which is great. Now I just got to figure out how I'm getting them to Tampa, Florida. Now, for those not familiar with 7-on-7, seven seven, tell the listeners about the, the format. What is 7-on-7 seven seven sure. football? Basically football without linemen, so it's all skill position players. Uh, there's a special scoring system to where defender, you know, defenses can get points for stops and all that. And uh, it, it's really a developmental tool for uh, offseason for kids and and being able to get that work in, particularly quarterbacks, wide receivers, and, and defensive backs, and linebackers. So it continues to grow. You, you can compare it to AAU and basketball, for sure. It's not exactly what you see uh, on Friday nights uh, in, in the high school realm, similar to AAU basketball, not exactly in terms of style and all that, but definitely uh, a growing uh, thing to do for, for kids in the offseason. And, and OPS now in our second season and having seven-on-seven uh, seven football, and Somehow I've been put in charge of it all, so uh, it's it's been an adventure for sure. We we have tryouts in December, we go through June, and uh, it's 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 pretty wild. So now you're in charge of it all. Does that mean you're coaching? Does that mean you're the administrator? <laughs> I am the what they call the club admin, which is I run everything logistically. So uh, I trust a lot of more people to to coach, and, and we got a great staff. You know, Charles Dowdell is the director of our football operations and, and does a great job, and, and Kenny Mullen and Kendrick Mullen and uh, Brandon Davis and and a lot of those guys that uh, that are tremendous tremendous guys teaching the. And coaching the kids. So I, I'm basically making sure everybody's where they're supposed to be, when they need to, to be, and, and organizing everything and, and uniforms and hotels and, uh, you know, keeping track of where we need to be. So it's definitely a lot of fun, but also a lot of work. So you're the king of the front office. Yes. Everything goes through me. And that's... And, and hopefully Dr. Russell isn't listening because... That's that's his job. So, so so that that's just fun when you say, oh, you get to go to St. Louis, you get to go to Chicago, you get to go. There's all kinds of work involved. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's very little free time, at least for me, because you know a lot of these events we're taking ten teams worth of teams. So you know, you know, just looking at, for example, uh, when we went to St. Louis, we had our first, no, at least Brighton, Michigan, our first game on Saturday was seven thirty in the eight thirty in the morning. And our last scheduled game of the of the day was 12:40 a.m. Sunday. And what age groups are involved? We there? go 10U to 18U, so uh, goes 10U, 12U, 14U, 15U, 18U. And you talked about um, some of these teams qualifying them for nationals. 
and in having uh, a, a trip to Tampa yeah. in the near future. In the, at the end of April, I got to get a couple teams to Tampa and then trying to price that is a, a nightmare because, you know, with gas prices the way they are, you know, flights are more and buses are more. And, um, you know, luckily we qualified for another Nationals event in July, but it's in Chicago, so that's much easier to get to. But, uh, yeah, logistically, as Op 7 on 7 has grown and, and had success, uh, I need to find ways to get these kids, uh, you know, around the country. Now, how do you think 7-on-7, seven seven, and, and I'm talking either on a national scale or regional or local, how do you think this has affected high school football as far as from the skill position? Sure. I, I think, you know, there's a love-hate relationship with 7-on-7. Seven seven. I think a lot of high school football coaches, you know, look at it as they don't want mixed messages going to their kids during the, that, that season. And what they're doing on the 7-on-7 seven seven field may not translate to the high school field. And that's kind of the goal of 7-on-7 of seven seven is, is to have that synergy between the high school uh, coaches and, and our program. So I think it just helps refine those kids' skills for the upper echelon kids. It allows them to be seen by more recruiting services who go to these uh, seven-on-seven events and, and write stuff on those kids so uh, they can raise their profile similar to what we see in AAU. But I think, if anything, it's just a uh, an off-season opportunity when in the state of Indiana in particular – you know, those schools are not allowed to do any football activities right now. They can work out, they can do this or that, but not until we get into the late spring can they do anything. So uh, it is definitely a a, uh, a improvement tool for a lot of kids. And, and, and when those younger kids, it's it's teaching them a lot of things with, with team and, and respect and, you know, learning, listening to coaches. So definitely a learning uh, tool for the young kids up to the high school guys. Now, if any parent is listening or potential players listening right now, how do they get started? How do they get involved in the OPS 7-on-7 program? Uh, tryouts are in December, uh, and then we make our teams and then go forward. So keep your eye out for those. And, and it's just one aspect of ops uh, football that we have. So we have training going on, ongoing from elementary to middle school, high school, even some college kids in. So uh, just reach out to us. Reach out to me, uh, letter S is in Sam, Kenny, K-E-N-N-Y, at LHN.net. Send me an email or give us a call, 260-479-3497. All right. And, of course, uh, with that, it sounds like we're going to have some uh, players come into the studio sure. on Talking Sports here a little bit later on in the spring and, yeah. and talk about their experience. Yeah, we'll get a couple of the kids in here that are going down to uh, Tampa in late April and then uh, maybe some of our uh, our 15U guys that are going to go to uh, to Chicago in July. So it'll be a lot of fun getting them in here. 46862, Automotive Color and Supply, text line 46862 with T.S. in the front of your message, if you will. Got one that came in already. Uh, T.S. Uh, on all caps, Fire Painter, Fire <laughs> Fife. Enough, enough already. No one does less with more talent than Matt Painter. Um, wasn't a good night for Purdue no, last no, night. No, it wasn't. I mean, but, but, you know, they got peacocked just like Kentucky, just like Kentucky and Murray did. State. Yep. You know, um, and they're facing North Carolina next. Who knows? North Carolina, uh, with their win over UCLA last night, advances to the Elite Eight. But then you've got to face this this upstart, the, the the kid that has no fear because they've never never been there. Right. Uh, so yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. And yeah, I mean, do you think Dane Fife would? Of course, I guess you know the the. Bond has been broken with IU. So. <laughs> yeah, 
Him and Woodson didn't see eye to eye. That's pretty no, obvious. No. And, of course, now we have uh, others in the transfer portal for IU, Mr. Fennessy and, uh, you know, it's, was it Stewart also? Yeah. Right, so, you know, I guys mean, moving on, which kind of we expected because, you know, there's a lot of guys that we looked at and said, man, they don't exactly fit what Mike Woodson wants to do. So uh, I don't see anything too surprising with those transfers. But, uh, you know, the Dane Five thing is is pretty interesting. But when you kind of listen to things behind the scenes, uh, it, it wasn't, you know, all amicable between Mr. Fife and Coach Woodson. True. And then this, uh, yeah, the, the transfer portal uh, players also then uh, opens up spots for Mike Woodson to show his recruiting prowess. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, in terms of Purdue, you know, last night, I, I feel like, you know, they lost based on, you know, issues that they've had all season long in terms of handling the basketball and, and being able to handle a very aggressive defense in, in St. Peter's. And, you know, I don't know what's worse, whether to be an IU fan and where that program is right now or being a Purdue fan, which we can all agree is in a better spot than Indiana right now, but just can't seem to get over that hump and reach a Final Four. Yeah. Sweet 16 being what it is, there you go. But, but yeah, I was at the Mad Ants game last night, so I didn't see it, but I was getting score updates, and it, it, it was, you know, it, this is close. St. Peter's ahead. It, 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 but it was, uh, it, was, it was hotly contested, obviously. 67-64, the final on that one. Talk about scores. Uh, the Fort Wayne Comets were winners last night over the Indy Fuel down in Indianapolis by a score of 5-2. to two. Will Graber... Had the hat trick for the K's. They're home tonight to face Kalamazoo, and then they will be home to the Wheeling Nailers tomorrow. Samuel Harvey between the pipes again for Fort Wayne had 27 saves in the win. Comets are now 33-26-1. They have 73 points in the Central Division of the Western Conference behind Toledo uh, by 10 points. How about Ben Boudreaux last night? Uh, his quotes after the game, I think talking to Justin Cohn, calling the Fuel a classless team and a classless organization, and uh, really some shots fired by Coach Boudreaux last night. Yes, indeed. And in, in that, I, I don't think they're on the schedule any any longer, but uh, there had to be reasons for Ben Boudreaux to make those statements. So uh, you know, it'll be uh, interesting going forward. Michael Lewis, former IU player, uh, and I believe he was a former Fort Wayne Fury member as well, uh, is now the Ball State Cardinals head basketball coach. Congratulations to Mr. Lewis. And uh, Mike Brevard, former Northside head football coach, uh, coached at St. Francis last year as the new head coach at Indianapolis Pike High School. Excellent uh, hire, I feel, by Pike and and you know Coach Brevard, you know guy that uh, came up in Indy system and went to Ben Davis before coming to St. Francis, and of course was the uh, head coach at Northside, and that's a Pike team in the in the Metropolitan that, that is that maybe that uh, team that struggles out of any of the six in there consistently for football. So when you look at Ben Davis and and uh, Warren Central in there in particular, it's kind of an uphill battle in there, but. We'll see what uh, Coach Brevard can do. I think he's in a spot where he wants to be in terms of big-time high school football in Indianapolis where he come, came up, and we'll have a, keep an eye on, on how the Pike Red Devils do under Coach Brevard. Yes, indeed. Fort Wayne Mad Ants, as I said, in action last night at the Coliseum, uh, fell to Motor City 113-111, a uh, bit of a controversial finish. Uh, Darius Adams uh, gets a steal. Goes down the court and uh, appeared to be fouled by Luca Garza 
of the Motor City Cruise. Uh, the uh, As time was expiring, the referees said, no, time had expired, game over, and uh, the Mad Ants fall for the first time in a while. We're going to be talking to Dan Vance, media relations manager of the Mad Ants, a little bit later on as the Mad Ants finish the home Coliseum part of their season. But still, in the playoff hunt in the NBA G League. So uh, best of luck to them. And just been a fun team to watch. Uh, Darius Adams comes in and uh, just scores from all over the court. And uh, Gabe York, too. He set the franchise record for the most... uh, made three-pointers in a season uh, when he gets hot. It's just a lot of fun to watch him. Andrew Rousey, just the quintessential thorn in the side of every opponent. And uh, so just, yeah, all kinds of fun. Nate Hinton with uh, with his passion, etc. cetera. So um, also high school basketball. Counter Asian, one more high school basketball game, and that's for the Central Noble Cougars in Class 2A where they'll meet Providence in the state championship at Gamebridge Fieldhouse today at about, what, 1245 or so. And uh, you're going to be there. And uh, what what do you expect to see unfold here? Because doesn't Providence have uh, quite the defense? They do. Uh, Providence giving up just barely over 43 points per game. And you look at their run to the uh, 2A state championship game, holding teams in the 30s and 40s over their run. But I have to be honest, they haven't faced a uh, an offense quite like Central Noble. We talk so much about Connor Asesian, but you throw in Logan Gard in mm-hmm. the post, and he's, he's a tremendous mismatch for a lot of teams. They have additional shooters, guys like Ryan Schroeder, who can shoot from the outside. For me, Providence has to pick their poison defensively. Do they man up and try to body Logan Gard? They have some 6'4 guys, but not true posts. So do they do they take their chances in the post and and guard man and maybe some some you know in your face defense on the perimeter to try to take that shot away, or do they zone try to take Logan guard completely out, take the entry pass away, and hope that Central Noble is off its game on the outside? I think it's pick pick your poison for Providence. In terms of on paper, this is a matchup that def, def, definitely favors Central Noble. And I feel like if they can execute the way they have throughout the playoffs, knocking out three of the top five teams in Class 2A along the way, I think we're seeing a comfortable Central Noble victory this afternoon. Should be fun. Once again, 1245 is the approximate time for the tip of the 2A game there. So before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Uh, live in a rural area. Uh, water is about 30 grains hard. You have to have a water softener or else you'll be replacing appliances. Got them to come out, do the water testing. They put in a high-efficiency water softener in my home right as we uh, finished the the building process. And uh, we've never been happier. We also have the reverse osmosis drinking water system at the kitchen sink. Just fits right underneath the sink, out of sight. And just have a little, uh, almost looks like the easy button. It's a clear link pro button. You just push that and it turns your water uh, from spigot water, softened water to pristine bottled water quality. Give Culligan a call today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports. 
powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. First Responders Children's Foundation takes care of the children and families the brave ones leave at home. Help us help them. These are the beautiful voices of police officers, firefighters, nurses, and teenagers who remind us that we can come together and create harmony and unity. to 24-365 to learn how you can help your first responder community today. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply along with Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Easy to get a hold of us. Do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. Uh, on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire and Police City County Federal Credit Union, is University of St. Francis Athletic Director, Mr. Mike McCaffrey. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning, Jim. How are you, my friend? I am great this morning. Uh, looking forward to a uh, uh, nice, relaxing weekend now. Uh, now that... My 11th basketball game to PA in 21 days is over, and uh, my voice still remains somewhat. So uh, <laughs> you're a champion. I know, we know you can get through it. Oh my goodness! You know, and then with with the Mad Ants, the eight games we had sometimes uh, amounts to maybe 14-hour uh, days at the Coliseum <laughs> as well. So you get to know all the staff and personnel there uh, very, very uh, closely. So uh, it's uh, but hey, you you do what you do, and uh, and it's a lot of fun, and uh, I enjoy it. But uh, whew. Uh, home season's over now, and uh, now it's on to baseball. There you go. There you go. Get them Leo boys ready. You betcha. And speaking of baseball, uh, your baseball team, the University of St. Francis Cougars, under Coach Butcher, won a couple of games this past week. They're now 19-8 and eight overall. And uh, I, I sound like a broken record, but now we're, we aren't even in April yet. It's, it's March 26th, and they are 
almost at the 20 win threshold. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's been a fun group. Uh, got uh, washed out this weekend, obviously. Um, I know Coach Gould from Taylor was was up here the other day with Coach Butcher on the field at about 8:30 in the morning. Uh, they were just kind of walking around, taking a look at it. Uh, we had the the tarp down, but the the field was just too soaked. Um, we just we couldn't get it in, and so we're going to try to get it in on Monday, uh, and then get the other one in the following Monday. Um, so now we're getting into that fun spring season uh, where you're you're bumping games thanks to Mother Nature, and you know we've been pretty fortunate up till now, but. Uh, she, she certainly reared her ugly head this week and, and took some gains off the plate for us. So, uh, you know, you, when you're swinging the bats like we are and then playing as well as we are, you don't want to take a lot of time off. But uh, but we'll we'll regroup, and I know the guys were in the cage, and they'll be in the cage all weekend and uh, try to get out there and keep building off some impressive pitch, pitching performances uh, that we've been getting. Uh, so it's uh, it's the heart of the season. You know, we're we're sitting there probably in the – you know, top three in the conference right now. There's only one team in our conference that's got uh, votes in the top 25, and that was Taylor. But I think, you know, if you, if you look at it, Taylor, Huntington, us, um, maybe an Indiana Wesleyan, I mean, those are those are the teams that seem to be performing the best right now. And it's just, you know, at the, at the national level, it's hard to get these Midwest schools to get recognized um, just because we're not playing the games. And, and, and honestly, we don't have some of the, the studs that they have down at a southeastern Florida or a Georgia Gwinnett or, or out in California. I mean, they're playing year round and they're recruiting year round and they're getting guys that want to come play for 12 months a year. So uh, we got to win our conference tournament. We got to make some noise there and, and hope that we can keep keep swinging the bats the way we are and, and hope that David Miller can keep hitting them the ball 400 plus feet uh, every time he gets a hold of one so it's a it's a great group to watch uh, fun fun group to have around the campus uh, they're good kids and and we're enjoying watching their success and then ryan boland's cougar softball team eight and six on the season and uh, uh sounds like there you got washed out too this weekend yeah sure did um and, and lost you know two to mount vernon earlier in the week um, which i know uh, hurt hurt Coach Bowling a little bit after coming off that Florida trip where we felt so good, winning some games against some really good teams. Uh, so we we still got that in front of us. Uh, Mount Vernon's a good team, and, and we've got to we've got to regroup a little bit here. Just kick the ball around the infield a little bit in that game in the doubleheader. Uh, didn't come out with the wins, but they're uh, they're they've got everything in front of them as well, and and they're going to get back at it again this week, and and hopefully we can play a couple weeks here in a row without having any more interruptions. Now, track had its Polar Bear Invitational canceled at uh, Indiana Wesleyan. Now, hopefully with with a name like Polar Bear, it wasn't a weather-related cancellation. <laughs> yeah, well, when I talked to Coach Allison and I, after I saw that it was canceled, and he said, yeah, it's supposed to be like a, a real field temperature of like the upper 20s down there today. So, uh, as he said, I, I am not interested in going and trying to get our kids to, to compete and be competitive in that kind of weather. So, yeah, you you would think with the name Polar Bear, you're going out and you know you're either jumping in the ice water or whatever it is that you normally do to raise money. And uh, this 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 name was apropos for the weekend, but they couldn't pull it off. There we go. Yeah, in a sport uh, with uh, the usual gear, uh, tank tops and shorts, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not conducive. Uh, there's there's probably going to be better days before the end of uh, the second semester to do something like this. That's yeah, I don't think sure. we want to see what our our mile and our 800 and our relay times are in, in this kind of weather. That's not gonna that's not gonna put out there a, a good number for us to have for uh, for the nationals. And when you can see your breath when you're running, yeah, that's uh, that that's cold. <laughs> that's cold. <laughs> yes, sir. 
So as far as uh, that, I mean, it sounds like uh, uh, kind of a little bit of a respite here uh, with uh, the University of St. Francis with the weather-related cancellations and such. But, uh, uh, you know, in, in order, uh, uh, my goodness, wh what are you following right now? Let's say, I mean, your passion. You, I know you're a, a Dolphins fan. You're a Red Sox fan. You know, uh, what are the, and I've got another friend of mine that's a Red Sox fan, and, and he messaged me oh, about a week ago and said, man, he said, it's going to be a long season for your A's and my Red Sox. He said, he said, my goodness, what's going on here? Of course, Oakland uh, just, you know, trades their uh, Olsen, Chapman, and, and you know, anybody, Bassett, anybody, anybody that's uh, contributed mightily to that uh, success over the years. So uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun watching them win 54 games this year. But uh, how's your Red Sox? <laughs> well, you know, before we uh, uh, broke the bank, it's been interesting. I mean, you talk about Red Sox and Dolphins, and it's been a, a big spending uh, week for us. It was uh, Trevor Story coming to Boston, which you know, for me, it's it was almost bittersweet because then I thought something was going to happen to Xander Bogarts, and Xander's one of my favorite Red Sox ever. Uh, mm -hmm. But it sounds like Trevor Story's willing to play second base and, and let Xander keep a spot at short, so that's fun. And then the chances of Xander maybe opting out after this year is, is pretty good to go get paid, and that means at least we'll have Trevor Story to slide to, to shortstop. So I know they're going to be able to hit the ball. What I don't know is if we're going to be able to strike anybody out um, outside of Nate Uvalde and, and a couple of youngsters. The pitching staff isn't exactly, uh, you know, not what they're rolling out in the New York Mets pitching staff or anything by any means with Scherzer and Degrom and those beasts. But yeah. uh, it's uh, it, no, it's it's much more exciting than it was before we signed Trevor Story because uh, he's he's that kind of game changer that you want in your lineup. So that'll be fun. Um, and then obviously my Dolphins the other day went and broke the bank on Tyreek Hill, which yeah. uh, well break the bank. You sign them after you give away five draft picks, which I'm I'm okay with. Draft picks don't don't excite me as much as some other people. I want guys that are proven. Um, but then I see all the the internet chatter about, oh, well, Tua can't even throw it downfield. And uh, I said, well, Tua's got all his weapons now. I mean, what the Dolphins are doing this offseason is certainly exciting as heck. And I was telling my son the other day, I said, you know, Tyreek Hill may score, what, five or six touchdowns from 40-plus yards out on a given year, but he's catching 90 passes. Well, those other 86 passes or 84 passes, are in the middle of the defense and they're breaking down the DBs and he's getting wide open and then he's turning and running with it. So I'm excited. I hate getting this excited this early. It's it's excruciating because uh, you sit here and you wait around and you're like, yeah, we're going to be good. We're going to be good. And then you lose to the Patriots on opening day or something and everything comes crashing back down to, to reality. <laughs> the old AFC East. Yeah. Yeah. With, well, and with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Hill. You know, what, what people remember are those 40 yard plus touchdown passes and those receptions to highlight real stuff. But he moves chains, too. Uh -huh. So, uh, you know, that that is oftentimes not noticed as much as his, uh, his you know, it's like you know, Devin Hester back in the day. Shoot, you, you, would, you would see him get separation. And then, uh, uh, you know, if, if a Bear quarterback could get the ball to him, hey, great. You know, but... Um, you know, when he was doing that and not returning things, but uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, should be. Well, they're going to be fast. That's for darn sure. I mean, with Hill and Jalen Waddle and the, the running backs we have, Raheem Mostert uh, from San Francisco. I've been reading online all week. Just 
the DBs for the Dolphins now are saying, great, this is what we have to go against in practice every day. Uh, so they're all saying, you know, ice your hamstrings, get ready, because it's, it's going to be fast, and that's not something you normally associate with the Miami Dolphins. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. But, uh, yeah, no, other than that, we're just getting ready to do some uh, strategic planning and master plan work and stuff at St. Francis. So we're, I'm enjoying the down week with no games, but hopefully we can start getting some more back in. All right. Well, okay, now you and I have to talk. Okay. How was the musical Mary Poppins last night at Precious Blood? Oh man, <laughs> these kids are awesome! Uh, what a what a what a great group of kids and, and Tony Didier. Uh, God bless him and his wife uh, Vianne. They're the time they dedicate to this. It's uh, he, it was, he made an interesting point last night. You know, you, at PB you can only be in the play if you're in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Um, so if you think about it, the eighth graders now. The last play that they were in, they were getting ready for, was their sixth-grade play, and COVID shut it down. Mm. And then they shut it down last year because of COVID. So these kids that are in sixth and seventh grade, they've never been in a play before. They've never done this before. They're brand new to theater. Um, and these kids knocked it out of the park last night. I can't wait for you to see it tonight. It's going to be awesome. Uh, they uh, they brought the house down. It was fun. I mean, they've got some, some characters and just these – the accents these kids are able to pull off is impressive to me. You know what I mean? I mean, these are sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, and their their English accents in like in Mary Poppins is just it's awesome. Uh, they're they're dedicated, man. It's it's fun. Now there is a concession stand too because you were were manning it last night. Yeah, that was mine and my wife's service to the to the project. We said, well, we'll handle the concession stands for you. So we had some some popcorn and some candy and some some soda and some some water. So we're uh, we were pretty busy before the show, and then we shut it down. Uh, and then they got the 15-minute intermission where we where we sell some stuff again, and then we shut it down. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. We'll be running to the Gordons or Sam's Club to grab a few more things. We ran out of regular M&Ms, so we got to get more regular M&Ms. Um, and then get some ice and throw it on the drinks and sit back and have a good time, and it's all for a great cause. Oh, I'll, oh, I'll visit you uh, multiple times tonight. <laughs> yeah, no doubt well, about it. Well, it's good because Melissa can watch it tonight because she was helping us. Your daughter was helping us at the concession <laughs> stand last night. She was a great help. The three of us were, were rocking and rolling, but I know tonight she's excited to go just watch. Oh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, uh, with with the amount of work all those kids put in, uh, the, the culmination... Probably yeah, but well you got track it. practice is what I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that happens. So, anyway, Mike, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See Thanks. you tonight. I appreciate it. All right. Yes, sir, I'll see you tonight. Have a great weekend. All right. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. We're going to go ahead, step out, take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to be talking Comet Hockey. K's get a big road win last night. We'll talk to Michael Frunky about that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. You've seen the cute insurance commercials on TV. A bird wearing shades, a guy with a catchy name and a colorful shirt and tan pants, or a silly staff that favors all white clothing. But do you really believe that companies spending millions and millions of dollars on clever TV commercials actually provide what you need most? An insurance policy without tricky loopholes, escape language, or gaps? No one wants a surprise when it comes to filing an insurance claim. And that's why Hoopy Insurance Services is a trusted advocate when it comes to coverage of what's important to you. As an independent agency, they work with multiple companies 
companies to find the policy perfectly tailored to your specific situation for your home and autos. If you have or are in the process of buying a new home, the process is stressful enough. So contact Matt and the Hoopy Insurance team now to get a free review and consultation of your insurance needs. They'll find the right policy and make sure you have the coverage you need so there's no surprises later on. Service is the Hoopy Insurance difference. Hoopy, H-U-P-E, Insurance Services. A Fort Wayne company serving the Fort Wayne area now for 40 years. This Saturday and Sunday on Sweetwater Ice, it's Fort Wayne Comet Hockey double, double header action. Saturday night, the Comets host Kalamazoo at 7.30. Sunday at 5, the Wheeling Nailers visit on Meyer Family Night. Save big on your four-pack of tickets, courtesy of Meyer at the Coliseum Ticket Office. Bring your skates to the game Sunday for the final open skate of the year. Sunday is also Princess Night. Meet your favorite princess before the game. Dress up as a princess and be a part of the on-ice parade. Get your tickets for all of this weekend's action at the Coliseum Ticket Office. Season tickets for the 22-23 Comet season are on sale now. Stop at the Lutheran Health Network information booth at Comet Home Games for season ticket information. Or call 483-0011. Save over 30% off walk-up pricing with the Comet season ticket package. The Comets and the Kalamazoo Wings this Saturday night at 7.30. And the Comets and the Wheeling Nailers Sunday at 5 on Sweetwater Ice. Not just hockey, Comet hockey. Still the hottest ticket in town. Hey Hoosiers, train for your dream career for free. It sounds too good to be true, but Indiana needs more workers with career skills. For a limited time, tuition-free training programs are available through Indiana's Next Level Jobs program. With more than 125 different skills and certificate options available, you're sure to find the right fit to further your career. It's free to apply, and it only takes a few minutes to begin to change your life. Visit nextleveljobs.org. Sponsored by Indiana Commission for Higher Education. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply, along with Justin Kenny. I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, opinion, suggestion, etc., hey, uh, hit us up on the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, and we might just uh, read it on the air for you. Who knows? On this date in uh, Fort Wayne sports history, the book by Blake Sebring, March 26, in 1938, Southside wins the state basketball title. Also in 2011, IPFW's Arnie Ball becomes just the fifth NCAA men's volleyball coach to win 500 career matches. And then in 1939, Central Catholic won the National Catholic Basketball Championship. Now you are up to date on Fort Wayne sports history. And on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Comets president, Mr. Michael Franke. Michael, I sound like a broken record now, but Saturday morning, congratulations on a big win last night. This one on the road. Yep, big win in Indy last night, five to two, and uh, now we come home uh, for games tonight and tomorrow. Uh, tonight against Kalamazoo, and uh, Sunday against Wheeling. So, uh, got an opportunity again divisionally to uh, uh, have a couple of four pointers and uh, try to put a little distance between us and the teams behind us. That's right. And last night, of course, uh, Will Graber, star of the show, had the hat trick for the case. Samuel Harvey uh, uh, 
playing, I think, what, about his ninth uh, straight between the pipes, uh, had 27 saves and uh, helped key the victory there as well. But the Comets right now, uh, you know, looking uh, very solid in second place, though just 10 points, not mathematically eliminated or anything, and uh, anything can happen. That's why we play the games. But uh, 10 points behind Toledo with uh, roughly uh, 12 to go for everybody, it seems like, in the division. So never say never. No, but you don't want to get into a point where you start chasing that down. Um, that ship may have sailed a couple of months ago uh, when we, you know, we were having a rough go of it. And uh, a lot of times when you try to chase down a spot like that, uh, you end up f- coming out flat in the playoffs. And uh, we've seen that happen before. So, you know, if we can just keep putting the distance between us and, uh, and uh, the teams behind us and and garner that second seed, then you get that home ice advantage in the first round. And uh, then you see what happens if you can win the first round. You see what happens in the other game. And uh, uh, But if you want first place in any division any year, you know, you've got to play consistently all year, and we just didn't do that. And uh, so now I think our goal is just to uh, – to get into second place and, you know, to to get that home ice advantage in the first round. Now, as far as the 12 games remaining uh, on the regular season schedule, what are they looking like? Are they all uh, within the division? They're all within the division, yes. So, yeah, there's so a lot of points at stake. Uh, it's one of these deals where, you know, quite frankly, over the next three or four games, let's say we go three and one, and some of the teams down that are sitting in fourth, fifth, sixth, uh, maybe have an opposite record. You can just about eliminate the possibility of one of those teams finishing ahead of you uh, in the standings. So, you know, these games are all very, very important. And, uh, you know, you were mis- mentioning Harvey playing nine in a row because Patera's gone. Uh, I don't know if people are aware of this, but Yuri Patera now, is in the NHL with the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, he is their second goalie in Vegas now, and I'm sure he will get some playing time here in the next couple weeks because they have just been inundated with injuries. You know, and and I was going to ask you, my next question was going to be, you know, roster continuity now as we get down the stretch and, and how important that is as you're getting ready to to you know, build a postseason run. And uh, is is this something looking down the road that, uh, I mean, barring any injuries or anything like that and in call-ups with, with injuries in the NHL, it just rampant, it seems like, it, it's tough to be able to uh, assert that you're going to have uh, the same roster night in, night out. Well, it is, and it's been that way all year. But the trade deadline's this Thursday, Um <clears throat> which I believe is uh, March 31st. So, yeah, and, and that's the trade deadline. So as far as trading players is concerned, uh, at 3 o'clock on uh, Thursday, that's all over. So, uh, you know, you've got you to sit back here over the course of the next three or four days. Look at your injured list. Look at your, uh, your entire roster. You know, see where you, you think that maybe you need some uh, – some assistance, uh, uh, you know, defensemen are always uh, at a premium. You, you'd like to, you know, you'd like to always try to upgrade your defense if you can. 
and uh, going into the playoffs because you know you just don't know what you're going to end up with when you put that final roster in. I mean, we've got Rimshaw and Hershey right now. Uh, we've got Patera and Corcoran and uh, and Henderson. Uh, we've got uh, Stephen Harper and Tucson right now. These are all contracted players uh, that are, have signed with us in the ECHL. So if they get sent down, they come here. So, you know, if all of a sudden you upgrade yourself with those four guys, uh, it really uh, it really is going to make a difference to your roster. We're talking this morning with Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly Comet Chat. And, of course, you know, we're talking uh, games tonight. we got Kalamazoo coming to town tonight, and then the Wheeling Nailers uh, are at the Coliseum facing the Cays tomorrow. But uh, uh, big promotional uh, event tomorrow, is that correct? I know Justin's yes. dressed for it already. Yeah, well, I'll be wearing our princess outfits tomorrow. Yes. Uh, so all the youngsters can uh, come in and get to meet uh, their favorite princess at the game. And we're hoping that they wear their princess outfits. We'll have a uh, we'll have a uh, on ice costume parade during the intermission, and uh, so that's always fun for the little ones. And uh, tonight, of course, with Kalamazoo in town, we're expecting uh, over 8,000 tonight, and probably mid sixes tomorrow. So plenty of tickets still available for both games. And uh, you know, again, you got two big games. I'm assuming that. Uh, We'll switch the goaltending up this weekend uh, and uh, get Kulina in there. He's going to need to play because we've got four and five next week then. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it should be a very fun and interesting weekend at the Coliseum. Now, just to confirm, for tomorrow and Princess Night, no theme jerseys tomorrow night, correct? That's right. No, okay. no. no there'll, be, there'll be none of that. And, uh you know, you were mentioning Arnie Ball earlier. Yes. Uh, it's, it's funny. Um, I've known Arnie for a long time. I went to IPFW, and I worked on the newspaper out there when I was in college, and I covered uh, the guys and gals volleyball teams because he coached both teams back then. And uh, it, it's funny because, uh, of course, knowing where my passion was, all of a sudden, there were Comet articles that would appear in the uh, IPFW communicator every once in a while. <laughs> and he'd, he'd, uh, he'd raise hell with me every once in a while. <laughs> well, yeah. And, uh, what, a, what a great coach and a great guy. Well, yeah, Arnie, Arnie was also the original baseball coach at Harding High School and, yes. uh, back in 1975. And, uh, and I personally uh, gave him his first high school victory at Harding High School when I threw a wild pitch for the Bishop Dwinger Saints uh, out at McMillan Park, and uh, they beat us like, I don't know, 15 to 14 or something like that. But, uh, you know, and I, I when I when I do see Arnie, I, I try to remind him of that. Uh, it all costs that, uh, yeah, if it wasn't for that well, wild pitch of mine. See, he, he transitioned from baseball to volleyball because his eyes started getting bad and he needed to see a bigger ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was Michael Franke, not Jim Shelton. <laughs> well, oh, Arnie knows I'm just teasing. Oh, uh, as am I. Yes, indeed. Well, Michael, thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, comments once again: eight thousand tonight, six thousand or so. There's tickets available for tonight and tomorrow. So get on out to the Coliseum and cheer on your comments.
Hey, it's snowing. It's hockey season. Yes, it is. Yeah, and it might be. They, they, we're paying for all those little bonus days we got earlier in the winter time. Oh, yeah. We, I'm sure we will for the next few weeks on and off. For Thanks, sure. Jim. I appreciate it. All right. That was Michael Franke, president of Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly Comet Chat. And, uh, Justin, are you going to Princess Night, or are you just dressed? And This is my typical Saturday attire. Now, you did say off-air that you got that at my garage sale, though. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, listen, let's go ahead and step out, take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking some Mad Ants basketball with Dan Vance, Media Relations Manager of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Nothing beats March Madness. The pure sound of a swish. The rattle of a slam dunk. The fans on their feet for the big moments. And the action just keeps getting better until a national champion is crowned. Hear all the action with Westwood One's exclusive coverage of this year's NCAA tournament. Right here on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This spring, we're feeling bold new colors and a natural glow. Find it all during 21 Days of Beauty, happening now at Ulta Beauty. Discover daily beauty steals at 50% off the must-haves from brands like Anastasia Beverly Hills and Tarte. And discover the hottest new arrivals like, drumroll please, Fenty Beauty, now at Ulta Beauty. Beauty's biggest event ends April 2nd. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. Welcome to Allstate, where you can really control your savings. Because when you drive less, you save more with pay per mile. So you're really in control of your savings. Only paying for the miles you drive. Yeah! Life is good when you're in the driver's seat. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Northbrook, Illinois. Every six minutes, a utility line is damaged by reckless digging. So Indiana relies on 811 superheroes like Steve the Plumber. I contact 811 before I do my work. Mary the Gardener. Before I plant a tree, I contact 811. And Mike the Landscaper. I dig for a living, but always contact 811. Prevent damages or injury. Call 811 or go online. 811now.com. Sponsored by the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission, this station, and the Indiana Broadcasters Association. While we may disagree a lot, we do agree Rural King's our favorite place for spring planning. Yeah, but we've got to focus. Roses, a couple flats of impatience, and a spade. A shovel? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking tiller. Uh, we do not need a tiller. Wait, a mower. Those new zero turns are sweet. Focus. Roses, mulch, shovel, impatience. Jeez, talk about impatient. Can I help you? Yeah, yeah chainsaws. Let's go. I'm almost done mowing this section. Ridiculous. Uh. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. 
If you are thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday State Championship Saturday. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in. We're talking local sports of all sorts until 10 o'clock, so... Keep tuned in because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City Counterfeiter Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Matt Ants, Media Relations Manager, one of the hardest working guys in town right now, Mr. Dan Vance. Dan, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Jim. Were you surprised to hear Justin's voice when uh, when you got the phone call? I was shocked. I didn't know that he worked anymore. He's semi-retired, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's been semi-retired for like six or seven years. Just my opinion, but at least well, you you would know you you worked with him for most of those, yeah. Yeah, you would know firsthand for sure. <laughs> well, Dan, a big one out at the Coliseum last night. The Fort Wayne Mad Ants Motor City Cruise came down to the wire, and uh, the 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 crowd didn't happen to agree with the officiating uh, at the end of that one as Darius Adams uh, streaked down the court and uh, was was apparently filed by Mr. Luca Garza of the cruise, but it was not called in the waning tenths of seconds of the game. And uh, there, uh, that was kind of a bitter pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. You know, great comeback by our guys last night. They got down. Uh, looked like Motor City was uh, kind of just run away with the game for a while. You know, they're one of the best teams in the league for a reason. Uh, and, and we fought back, you know, the tenacity, the toughness we have, still fighting for that playoff spot. And you know, the last play, so it's tough. You know, there was uh, we had coaches trying to call a timeout when we got possession with about three seconds to go. There was the contact at the rim, but unfortunately, that's the way the ball bounces sometimes. And uh, you know, I think that you leave the week uh, looking back, maybe not satisfied uh, because we do lose that one. But you know, going to the Coliseum for for a four game week at home. Uh, against two of the tougher teams in the league in Long Island and, and Motor City and coming away with three wins in those four games. Uh, it's still big. It, it took us from a place where we were hopeful for a, a playoff push but not really in it to a point where we're, we're still in it. So I think that's the important thing as we go down to the final four games of the season. Now, when Justin Anderson, the leading scorer, not only on the Mad Ants, but in the G League, was called up on a 10-day uh, to the Indiana Pacers, things looked bleak. But uh, these guys were of the next man up mentality. And uh, talk a little bit about, about who has keyed this uh, this continued resurgence. Yeah, you know, Justin got called up literally on the plane to go to uh, Canada to play Raptors 905 last week. He uh, Tom Hankins got the call on the phone, uh, you know, while they were on the plane. And he asked a flight attendant if people could still get off the plane because the door wasn't closed. And she said yes. So he walked across the aisle, tapped Justin on the leg and said, grab your stuff and get off the plane. <laughs> and, uh, so it was, yeah, you know, then we, of course, went up to Canada and, and lost a fairly lopsided game. But obviously, a little, little shock there for everybody who expected to have Justin. But, you know, coming into this week, like I said, and like you said, guys step up. Gabe York had a good week again. Uh, Nate Hinton had another tremendous week. Jordan Bell just short of a triple-double uh, on Thursday against Motor City in a win. 
Um, but really, when I, I look at these guys, to me, Darius Adams, uh, big scoring games, 33 on Thursday, had 28 last night against Motor City, had a, a great week. Um, and then you look at a guy like Pedro Bradshaw, who has mm-hmm. made the most of his time. Thursday gets a big block towards the end of the game. They initially call it a foul, which would have fouled him out of the game. Um, we challenge it, gets reviewed. Um, they take away the foul, award him the block, and since we had possession of the ball before they blew the whistle of the foul, there was no jump ball, we get possession. Going to come down in five seconds to go on Thursday and, and down one, and Darius Adams kicks it to Pedro in the corner, knocks down a three to beat Motor City. Um, actually knocked them down the standings from second to third with that win on Thursday, which was uh, big for us. Unfortunate for them because it took him out of that buy situation currently. So Pedro's just been great. Last night he got some big, tough rebounds. He's scrappy. He gets on the floor. Uh, he wants the ball. He wants to win. And, you know, right now that's what we have to do. Everything else aside, um, you know, personal big games, records that we've been breaking all year, all that aside, we, we've got to win games. And Pedro wants to win. And so really to me, while Darius has done uh, so much scoring and shouldered that scoring load that we lost with Justin that tenacity that Justin brings, that that just you know will to battle back all the time. Uh, I think Pedro has really picked up the slack there. Yeah, and another person I thought was uh, was a, a key. Let's say last night in the comeback when the Mad Ants outscored the Crews, uh, I think it was like twenty-one to seven uh, during a stretch. But Gabe York, if if he wasn't uh, in the middle of the court uh, making a steal, he was disrupting passing lanes. And it just, you know, and then in transition, uh, we were fast and getting out of the gate and in uh, filling lanes. So it was a lot of fun to watch that as well from my perspective and my vantage point. But uh, and, and Gabe York's just done everything. And, and he's, he's his dog's with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog Aries out of the game. So, uh, yeah, Gabe is, I mean, you know, Rick Carlisle, the Pacers had a quote last week about Justin Anderson about how he belongs in the league. Gabe York belongs in the league. He's an NBA-level talent. Um, had an opportunity, we've talked about it before, January, tested positive for COVID, so didn't get his 10-day. I truly believe he'll have his opportunities. Um, he just he makes winning plays. Gabe knows where to be. He's willing to take the big shot uh, and hits it with regularity. You know, On Monday, he became our franchise's all-time leader <laughs> excuse me, for threes made in a season, uh, which is no easy task. Uh, and he's gone on to surpassed that i think he's plus 10 on that record now with four games left so gabe makes winning plays he makes winning shots uh, and he's an nba talent and so to have a guy like gabe you know you lose throughout the season uh due to the call-ups and the nature of the g league you lose a guy like Kiefer sykes who's experienced and a winner and a guy like justin Aaron anderson is experienced and a winner and you have these leaders and so to have another guy like gabe york who's experienced and a winner and can be a leader and step up um, you know, Chris Taylor did a tremendous job, our general manager this year, of putting a roster together without even knowing that we were going to have to have a next man up to take the lead of the team. Um, and he's had those guys in place. So, uh, you know, we've missed steps here and there, losing guys up to the NBA. But there's always somebody to step up into not just a role, but a critical role, like being the guy to take the ball by the hordes. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I mean, as far as the remaining schedule for the Mad Ants, there's one home game uh, that will take place at Gamebridge Fieldhouse on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, from that, the other games on the road, uh, who do the Mad Ants have? 
Yeah, so we start out with um, with Maine, the Celtics on Sunday in Maine. Um, you know, again, we talk about home and away games. It's going to be a bit of a home game. You know, Chris Taylor, our GM, is from Maine. He has a big, uh, what he calls a Down East reunion every year at that game. Um, several hundred fans, Chris Taylor fans, you know, to be in attendance. They'll be decked out in Matt Ant's gear behind the bench. Uh, giving our guys a, a boost in the home element uh, is, is great for where we're at right now in the standings. Uh, the next week on Wednesday, we'll be at Cambridge Fieldhouse for a 1 p.m. tip-off. They have a doubleheader. Pacers play that night. We'll play at 1 o'clock. Uh, we get Capital City. The Go-Go are our second in the Eastern Conference right now, so they hold on to one of those Eastern Conference buys. So that's a, a really a crucial game for us uh, there. And then immediately leave after the game. The guys are, are flying out that night. Uh, and then Thursday and Saturday of next week play at the Westchester Knicks. Um, they're playing their games in Bridgeport, Connecticut this year. But um, important games. Westchester is is got to win, too. They're right there with us. Uh, we're above them in the standings by tiebreaker, but they're tied record-wise, uh, winning percentage-wise, and, and Maine is right behind us as well. I think Maine may be out of the, the playoff race right now, but Westchester needs to win to try to get in. Capital City needs to win to try to keep that second seed in the East in the bye. So uh, no gimmies, but we have a team that uh, has shown this week that they're game, that they're ready to 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 make some waves. And, you know, our home wins this week proved it. We've you know, knocked off Motor City in a game that cost them that buy for the time. Beat Long Island twice. Long Island uh, it currently went from, I think they were third in the standings, and we beat them twice. They're currently out of the playoffs right now. So, um, you know, we're, we're willing to take on those big teams uh, and make some waves of our own. So it'll be an interesting week. That's right. In a, in a very loud crowd at the Coliseum last night to cheer on the Great Madness. Crowd. Great crowd. Awful. Great to see. Uh, had a text that came in on the uh, – Automotive color and supply text line. Dan says, what's the future of the Mad Ants in Fort Wayne next season? You know, we'll be here in Fort Wayne. We're planning for a 24-game season uh, back to normal in Fort Wayne. You know, obviously, we've learned in the last two years that uh, the world, especially the sports world, is anything but predictable. Um, so, you know, keep our fingers crossed that everybody stays healthy, that uh, we're getting through the, the COVID situation. But, you know, that, that's our plan. That's what the message we relay to our season ticket renewals. And our new season ticket holders, we're planning to play 24 games at the Coliseum next year. And, you know, Mad Ants basketball is, is not going anywhere. We're going to be part of the Fort Wayne community uh, and and continue to build and, uh, you know, try to get bigger and better uh, than the franchise has even been for the last 15 years. That's right. Well said, Dan. Well, hey, uh, real quick, heading down to Gambridge Fieldhouse right now for that Central Noble game. Uh, your thoughts on uh, on the Cougars' chance to win a state championship? I think it's really high. I think if Central Noble performs the level that they have performed at, especially this postseason, uh, I think that they have a significant advantage um, on paper. You know, obviously paper is one thing, and a game is a whole different thing. Uh, Providence is really skilled defensively, and then they showed that last week. And, and holding Eastern Hancock to 33 points, a team that averages almost 65 a game. Uh, so Central Noble is going to need to be on point. But they also dealt with that last week with the Carroll Flora team that's really good defensively, held them down for a while, but they picked chose their spots and and found openings so if central noble plays the way that they are capable of and the way they played in the postseason uh, i got them by you know eight to ten points uh, but that's why they play the games it's going to be an interesting day who can get over the shock and awe of i'm playing on an nba court it's, it's a whole different ball game once you get down there and that's why you got to play it but i would consider central noble uh pretty good favorites 
All right. Dan, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I'll see you in a couple days. Yeah, we'll see you soon, Jim. All right. That was Dan Vance, Media Relations Manager of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants in our weekly Mad Ants chat. And, uh, my goodness, yeah, uh, as far as the future of the Mad Ants, I know uh, I'm in corporate sales for the Mad Ants, and uh, I'm getting appointments and uh, getting ready to come out and uh, get things ready for the 22-23 season. So uh, there will be basketball in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Professional basketball. Yeah. That's going to do it for Talking Sports for Saturday, March 26th. Thanks so much to Mike McCaffrey for joining us, Michael Franke, and also Dan Vance. Thanks to Justin Kenny for keeping it all smooth. And uh, thanks to you, the listener, each and every week for tuning in to Talking Sports. So until uh, next week, have a great week, everybody. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It was actually EPI, exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. Podcasts by Federated Media.